0: Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle. Jamie Eads joining you as I do every single week. This is episode 84. I hope everybody is having a great week out there. We're having a great week over here at the Drum Shuffle World headquarters. We've got a very special episode for you today. We are going to be rejoined for a second time by Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Doug Cosmo Clifford, famously from the band Credence Clearwater Revival, right after this message from our sponsor, Los Cabos Drumsticks. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Los Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Los Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Los Cabos difference. Using FSC certified wood from Canada and the U.S., Los Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Los Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red hickory comes from the center, or heart, of the hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than white hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned red hickory, Los Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of Red Hickory drumsticks. To learn more about Los Cabos drumsticks, visit them online at loscabostrumsticks.com, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Los Cabos drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory revolution with Los Cabos drumsticks. All right, guys and girls, uh, all the way back on episode 14 of the Drum Shuffle, we were joined by Doug Clifford of Credence Clearwater Revival and Credence Clearwater Revisited. Back when I was just a young podcaster, didn't really know what I was doing, but that's okay. I still don't. Um, but we talked with Doug, heard all about his wonderful history with CCR and we invited him to come back and kind of do a career retrospective and this is so timely because earlier this year credence clearwater revisited announced that they were going to retire from touring so we wanted to get doug back to just kind of look back through his career and we had just a, a wonderful conversation about that and i'm here to tell you folks right now Uh, There is just not a more genuine or kind man in the business uh, than Doug Clifford. Uh, I am very pleased to call him my friend, and we have started up just a a, a wonderful budding friendship, and uh, it's my honor to have him back on the show because this is a guy that was just such an influence on me and so many other drummers. So please help me welcome back to the Drum Shuffle, Doug Clifford. Cosmo Clifford. Hey, good morning, Doug. How are you today? I'm pretty darn good. Well, that's (laughs) awesome to hear. Hey, uh, thank you so much for coming back on the Drum Shuffle. We really do appreciate it. I think uh, think it's been just a little bit over a year since we last had you here, and we talked about doing this kind of follow-up interview, so thanks for taking the time to do it. Oh, my pleasure so you know i i think this is a little bit timely um you know credence clearwater revisited you guys have been playing for gosh uh, 20 something years um i think you guys started that project in the in the 90s and you know it was announced earlier uh this year in you know 2019 that this would be the last year that you guys toured and we're nearing the end of 2019 and It looks like you all have a handful of shows. I I think most of them are out of the U.S. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the legacy of Credence Clearwater Revisited and, you know, why you and Stu have kind of decided to to wrap it up at this point.
1: Well, uh, we we, we started the the project in 95. And uh, so depending on uh, how you read calendars, uh, 25 years of of, of touring, uh, nonstop uh, with Revisited. Uh, the way it happened was, uh, Stu was uh, living in LA. I live up in the mountains, still do. It's, there's a lot of snow out there right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's very white uh, right now. So uh, anyway, he uh, was going to move back to the to the to the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, and it's just a. And he was uh, moving from, uh, from LA, so he was he was in, in you know, in in the burbs and uh, traffic and just you know I'm up here at, at that time living at Lake Tahoe, looking out at the beautiful uh, lake. I could see 60 miles in any direction, and, and you know, and I I thought you know, before you make this move, uh, bring you and, and your of course and your family uh, up to my house and, uh, stay for, stay for a week. He, he'd never been up there. So, uh, he did. And, uh, at the end of the week he was buying a house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh,
1: so, you know, he bought his house and he moved in, of course. And, uh, I had a nice, uh, studio in my house and we're jamming in there with bass and drums. And, you know, God bless us. Uh, uh, in the trenches, uh, we do what we do, but uh, you know, a, a guitar or a, or a vocal here and there wouldn't be too bad, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> bass and drums, bass and drums. Um, anyway, uh, we 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 uh, said, what, what would the, the best thing for us be? What it's where we could really enjoy ourselves and and uh, maybe uh, you know have have uh, some fans out there so uh we we figured it out and and of course, at that point uh we had to get the the right personnel so that was that was critical whether we uh we uh, were going to go forward or not if we couldn't couldn't get what exactly what we needed uh and, and what the project deserved uh w- we would do something else so uh I would learn the ukulele probably <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we we started. Uh, uh, we didn't uh, take out uh, uh, ads in Variety or anything like that. We just uh, contacted friends in the business and told them what the plan was, and and did they know anyone that might be a a, a puzzle piece for for that uh, part of the puzzle? And uh, so uh, Stu had met Elliot Easton down in L.A., and Elliot was a huge Creedence fan. Uh, uh, he found out at that time um he, he, when he was like 15 years old and uh learning to play guitar he, Credence was in its heyday and and he was hooked on 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 uh, Creedence so uh, a, a big uh, part of his uh learning and and his personality as far as a musician goes so that that was a no brainer we had Elliot in he was in and uh and then Steve Gunner, who is still with us, uh, he's a lifer, uh, he, the multi-instrumentalist, uh, was, uh, I believe, uh, I, I don't know if he was at Elliott's house or not. But anyway, we we chatted with him and he had uh, the, the credentials and, and uh, certainly the enthusiasm that we were looking for. So that left the you know the vocal uh, that was a, a real tough one so yeah. uh, what we what we did was we we uh got there were 10 candidates originally and uh, the criteria was to uh, put a ca- cassette down this tells you you know we're back in the 90s <laughs> uh, put a cassette down with uh, you know uh, these songs uh, on it four songs I forget what the songs were I think Cool Stop the Rain was in there uh, for sure and, but anyway uh, so uh, we got the 10 tapes back and four survived that part of the the, 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 the test and so then we flew them down uh, the to LA uh, where we were practicing and, and, and working the band out. And uh, we uh, had John Tristeo, uh, oh, uh, a little ahead of myself. Uh, we, we, liked, we liked what we heard from uh, two of the four guys, I believe, something like that. And we wanted uh, them to send another tape down with nothing, uh, no, uh, no, no echo, no, no reverb, no, you know, no help. Yeah. Dry dry (laughs) Uh, vocal, right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, an acoustic guitar. So um, we did. And so we were down to pretty much down to to John Tristeo and then, and and his uh, actual audition, uh you know we we really liked what we heard and we said hey but you want to be the guy and he said oh, would i so um there 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 we were you know we had the band intact and we but we didn't have any gigs we didn't know if we'd be accepted by the public uh you know without john fogarty you know we had the rights of the uh, to, of the name of credence clearwater revival but uh we in, in fairness to everyone on the project and and especially for the fans uh we said well we can't we can't really do that uh, and uh so, uh, Danny Zilisco, a promoter in, in the uh, Phoenix area, uh, old friend, uh, said, "I've got an idea, and uh, come over, come over, and uh, we'll, we'll chat about it." So we did, and he came up with the idea: of Creedence Clearwater revisited. We revisit the music of Creedence Clearwater revival. Right. And at first, you know, at first we're kind of going, "Well, I don't know,", <laughs> you know? but then the more we thought about it, you know, yeah, it's a it's a, a true definition. About what we had in mind, and and uh, we had got the Credence Clearwater part in there, so yeah, uh, there we were. And so uh, with uh, with the, we thought we would be doing uh, corporate type stuff, you know, maybe four or five gigs a month, just to get our keep our feet wet and you know get out of a little of the house a little bit. So uh, lo and behold, one of John Tristeo's friends a uh, principal uh, at a grammar school in uh, the area where he lived up in Washington state uh, wanted to get into the uh, concert business. So we said, well, <laughs> good luck. but um, you know, <laughs> if you, you really want to hire us, you know, we, we'll do it. So we, we played two dates, uh, one on Court d'Alene and uh, another one in, in the state of Washington. And, um, and it went over terrific, uh, and it was, the fans loved it, and, and were actually, you know, I would I had heard it uh, on, on a very regular basis, I never saw you guys live, it would have been great to, to, to be able to do that, and if we could do that now, that would be really cool, yeah. so we're hearing those types of rumblings uh but uh you know i was always wondering if uh a, a, a tomato might be coming my way uh, from the <laughs> audience you know, you know we didn't know we we had right. no idea so uh then we did some more dates i think we did the uh the greek theater and in, in la and, uh, and some other dates and the, and the, 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 of course the more uh we played as a, as a band uh in front of an audience uh you know the the more uh uh, we felt uh, uh, that we had really made the right decision, not only with uh, the idea of doing it, but with the players that we had selected. So it was uh, pre- pretty pretty exciting uh, at that point. And, uh, and then here we are now, 25 years later, boom. I mean, it's just, wh- where'd the time go? You know, Right. right. Well, and- time flies when when you're having fun.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you guys, it, this hasn't been like a band that does, you know, 10 gigs a year. You guys have been doing, you know, 50, 60, 70, uh, you know, some years 100 gigs in a year. So, I mean, it was yeah. a full, <laughs> full, full-time job, right?
1: Yeah, well, it was a full-time job, no question about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, the first uh, the, the first real full year that we had, we did it, something like 108 gigs. Wow, you know, I mean, my, my wife is going, wow, I uh, didn't
0: expect <laughs> this. Well, you know, you know so. it, well, I think famously, you know, it, somebody asked me after your first episode that you did with us, they were like, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, John Fogarty's out there doing CCR stuff, you know, so they're kind of competing. And I said, well, you have to remember when Stu and Doug started Credence Clearwater Revisited, John, at that time, was refusing to play Credence music. He, he just had yes. no interest in doing it whatsoever. So there was, you know, two whole generations of fans that had never seen that music performed live anywhere. That's correct. You know, so, I mean, I think you, you were giving the folks what they certainly wanted, and, and you filled a gap that was there for the catalog of the Credence music
1: well it, it was uh, uh something that was very exciting i'll tell you that from our our perspective uh, you know going you know so far so good uh, and actually uh, much much better than we had expected to be received by our our, our fans uh, new and old and uh, uh it was uh, uh we were on our way and and, and really enjoying it and, and very, very thankful that that uh, uh, Stewie bought the house when he did and, 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 and things uh, were going our way, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: well, it, let's talk a little bit about the songs of, of Credence. Um, you know, and I've said to you I, it, countless times now, the way in which you guys put out that catalog of music Uh, I don't think could ever be repeated, certainly not in the, in the modern times, but, you know, and and I, I recited these stats to you last time. So I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to bore you, but you know, you guys had, um, you know, seven records that you put out in the span of about three and three quarters years. Okay. So it, it it wasn't quite four years, seven records six of which were certified platinum or multi-platinum and the other one was gold. So, right. I, you know, to have that much output in that short a period of time, how much of that can anybody really remember and recall? First of all, I mean, that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It, uh, John Furbit uh, uh method mythology was that if we were ever off the charts we would be forgotten <laughs> and he, he was he was serious i'm like, i don't know anybody i don't know anybody who is uh you know at, at, at the level that that we have achieved finally after 10 years uh you know uh, uh would 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 do be, would believe that uh, every, all of our peers have time in between when they're not on the charts. Yeah. Uh, but when you know people are you know anxiously awaiting their next release, and when that happens, you know, boom, there goes the, 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 the big machine for, for you know for all the major bands, most of the major bands, let's put it that way. So yeah. in 1969, what do we do? We put out three albums, uh, you know that's uh, that's a busy time, and we toured behind each one of them. Uh, that was another part of it, and in that melee of touring, we had one gig that stands out, of course, uh, uh, and that was Woodstock. <laughs> yeah, we and, uh,
0: yeah we talked about so, that one last time, and and you know I mean yeah. that's I just you know I don't mean to sound so incredulous, but I, I'm still just amazed at the level of output, and and you know. When you say seven albums, you know, I I think that might mean something different to different people. But these weren't records that had, you know, one single on them and everything else was a throwaway track. I mean, these are, you know, you're you're putting out three, four, five singles from each record and they all charted. I mean, I, I think anybody that tried to live in that type of compressed time schedule on releases now is bound to put out a bunch of, you know, boogers, right? I mean, yeah, th- there's going to exactly. be songs that aren't good. Um, I, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, that whirlwind. I mean, y- y- you did a little bit, but I mean, did you guys ever sleep? I mean, it, it just seems crazy <laughs> to me.
1: Uh Well, we got a, you know, I had a cot in my studio, so I I needed to lay down. I I think I got 45 minutes here. Uh, Well, you know, of course, it, you know, puts a a lot of pressure on, but uh, we were a very disciplined, very disciplined band, and uh, we had a rural uh, pact, actually, that we made, uh, at the Fillmore Auditorium, no, no drugs, no alcohol uh, during work work uh, hours, and uh, that meant uh, every day that because we would get together and we would do something, uh, whether it be uh, jamming or rehearsing, uh, looking for songs, uh, finding the songs that we wanted to to be the next album, and working on those songs to get them to where they 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 passed muster muster how about that yeah for sure. uh, and uh, uh but th- that's how we did it and when we went into the studio you know unlike every other band that i knew they would go in with you know 15 16 songs and pick the best 10 out of them we had uh the songs we had decided what the uh, what was going to be on each album? So when we went into the into the studio, the the songs we were going to lay down were going to be the album. There would, there was going there were, there was not going to be anything left over for the record company to. Uh, sort of used because and, and why would you know our, our, our question to them would be why would you want something that was rejected <laughs> <You know? laughs> right well because it has our name on it and they can make money on it that, uh, that's it but it had it had to be a you know it had to be uh, what what the plan was so everything was 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 planned out and uh, and and really well rehearsed. When we went into the studio, we had more number one takes than any band I, I, I know of. You know, and then of course, well, let's see if we can top it. And of course, you know, we we couldn't top it. Uh, and part of that was, you know, we had been working with those songs, those songs for you know a, a period of time, and we were ready to move on to the next group of songs. We didn't have them yet, but we were ready to move on to them. So uh, when we got into the studio, we knew there was no guesswork, you know, uh, uh, no surprises. We went in and laid them down the, exactly the way we were, uh, had planned to, and and uh, that's what you got.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, last time you were here, we, we kind of talked a little bit about the recording process, and you said, you know, most of this stuff was cut live on the floor, you know, which right. is... You know, that's another amazing thing to me that's almost unheard of in in modern times, you know, is for a band to record live together. I mean, what a novel concept, (laughs) you know, but, you know, you guys were going into the studio and I mean, you know, I, I just to put this in perspective, you know, you guys were a live band before the record deal and you all played marathon marathon shows every night before you started the recording part of your career how many of the later songs that came on the later albums were around in some other form in the early days or or did the, all these songs just kind of come you know between records so to speak
1: well i I think they they came between records there were there would be times when we would release a single uh that was going to be on the next album uh so uh but, that, but we hadn't started recording the rest of the album we recorded the single as we said we need a bridge you know there's a we don't want them to be off the charts be forgotten <laughs> so, so so there are a couple of times we did uh, uh, record a single that was going to be on the next album but just to ha- have a song out there that was charting on on the radio and uh that's how that's how we were able to do it uh again uh you know it's a, it's a, an interesting process so uh uh, but it, you know, in, in the end, uh, you know it, it worked. But the problem that uh, that we had, and uh, it, it really just added fuel to the fire. You know, I, I call this the, uh, the the Roman candle of rock and roll. And uh, when we put we put a single out, it wasn't a single; it was two singles because yeah. we had five double double sided hits. Yeah, five of them. So that's you know, cut, cut that period, cut that in, in half. Um, and, and, you know, what, what a, what a terrible curse, right? Everything <laughs> you put out is a freaking hit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, I, and I think that leads me to my next question that I'm a little curious about. So, I mean, you guys were always in writing mode. So you're, you know, you release a record, you go out to tour behind that record and presumably, you know, you're working on songs at soundcheck or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, did you ever have a moment where you were like, you know, this song is going to go nowhere. And then much to your surprise, it was another hit. I mean, or did you know immediately every time, Hey, you know, we're on to something here.
1: Well, no, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, down on the corner, I, 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 I really you know it's a calypso song and uh you know I, I, when, when when we figured it, uh, into the uh, you know into the mix for the next record I said you know that's kind of a weird uh, concept there, don't you think <laughs> I mean it's not rock and roll and, and, and so that was the one that I, wor- I, I worked the hardest on uh uh, you know we would do how take uh notes on little cassette machines I think I mentioned this uh on the last interview and put it on the floor and uh you know there was a little compressor in it so I could hear all the parts that everyone was playing and I would you know uh, as we would go along and i there was something that I needed to work on i'd say let's lay that lay down what we what we have and then a, you know Discuss a, a little bit uh, if, if it was something that I was struggling with, and I was struggling with down in the corner. So um, finally, uh, you know, I thought, you know, it's actually kind of, kind of, kind of cool. Once I, you know, I got into it, I, I, I went in with, you know, not not yelling and screaming, of course, but just wondering wh- wh- how is this going to play out. And once I figured out the part uh I went, you know, I like this part. Yeah, you know, right. I, I, you know, I could I could see doing the limbo behind the sun.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it turned out, you know, the song that you struggled with, it turned out to be uh, a number 3 single in the United States. So not not bad. No, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just you know, I, look, obviously I'm a fan of the music and you know, I've played in I don't know how many different cover bands and there's always at least one or two credence songs that that all you know bar cover bands play. And you bring something to those songs that you know, I, I think a lot of people think, well, it's it's a credence song, it's gonna be in four four you know, it's probably not going to be real tough to play, but the feel of these things, like, I don't care what anybody says. If you're playing fortunate son, Doug Cosmo Clifford has a different straight ahead feel than most guys, right?
1: Yeah. No, no question about it. Funny you mentioned that uh, uh, our our production manager sent me a uh, uh, uh one of his favorite bands called uh,
0: named clutch
1: oh yeah know they, those guys are not yeah
0: they do a great cover of fortunate son they
1: did it well he sent he sent me the cover just yesterday i believe and you know the guy you know and he, he he's playing along but there are feels in there that that are are critical to each each part they're they're sort of in the in the in the same uh same vein and but uh I mix them up a little bit, and and they they they're there to move the song from point A to point B to point C and back, in what whatever order it is. But it, it, those those fills are critical, and and it's funny guys uh, will play uh, uh, I don't know what, what, it, what kind of loungy stuff, I suppose. You know, I, I don't know where these fills come from, but. Uh, you know, a lot of pe- people are playing the same, same fill for just about everything. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you wonder, but, uh, you know, a lot of care and, and, uh, time was spent as simple as it might be. That was, that, and that was kind of the key to it. You know, sometimes it's right. It's just so, to me, it's so obvious. Uh, a lot of the times, you know, the first time I hear the song, I, oh, I, I'll play a fill and I'm, you know that's the that's the neighborhood that I want to be in when when I figure it out, this song out completely uh, and uh, but it's and, and those those are I'm mean, less is best is, is 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 a cliche of course but the, there's a lot to that but then there's the other side other side of it more of less yeah and that's kind of, <laughs> yeah. of you know yeah uh, uh when you when you come upon something that's that it really works uh you know- keep that in in your file you might there might be a song down the road that uh will have similar qualities and you can take that fill and and kind of dissect it a little bit and and and, uh, and and you know not don't don't uh, throw it away. There's there's value there. It's not not going to be the same feel that you that you played originally, but it's going to be the same feel as you mentioned, which is the right. key word. That's what I am. I'm I'm not a, a guy with a lot of chops. I'm a I'm a guy that uh, learned to play drums listening to top 40 radio so all the all the records all that i that i was listening to the songs i was listening to the bands uh, were hit makers and uh you know you 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 you, you just do, then then it becomes natural you know uh, uh, to uh, come up with the uh, things that move the song and it may not even be uh, what what you heard originally when you were 13 14 years old and using your your school books and a, and a couple of pencils while you're doing home, homework. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I might not, I might've gotten a C in algebra, but, but I got an A <laughs> in, in, in making records. So yeah. which one, which one, do, which one really counts?
0: You yeah, know? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I imagine, you know, I certainly don't use algebra on a day to day basis, but you know, <laughs> I've studied a whole lot of your playing and I do use that. And, you know, you said, you know, more of less, you know, and a good case in point, you know, I did a show back in September with the band that I toured with, you know, back in the late 90s. We hadn't done a show in, in over a decade and we got together to do a show. You know, it's going to be fun. And one of the songs that we picked to play that meant a lot to all of us was Green River. And, you know, oh, we, yeah. we did a lot of our original music, too, but Green River is one of those songs. It is just the groove is a mile wide and a mile deep. <laughs> and if you do it right, you will not play a drum fill in that song. I mean, that's right.
1: Y- y- there, there are little things uh, just to go back to what we were talking about. I do a few little, little moves with my with my with the kick drum. Um, there are some parts in there that uh, move sections along ever so subtly. It's uh, and put that thing on and and have, put a, a real close listen to the to the low end in there, and uh, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, there's a couple of little things that I do in, in there and, and spots, uh, but the, the, it's it's so simple that you know you like you say you
0: you don't do a fill another one is, um, uh, uh, bad moon. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, Uh, you're, you're there to propel that song along. Um, exactly. It's just, you know, and I think it goes back, you know, you said I grew up listening to top 40 radio. Well, at the time that you hadn't become a professional musician, I would venture a guess that top forty radio probably a great percentage of that would have been the great Hal Blaine playing drums.
1: That's funny you said that. I'm looking at a, at a picture of Hal right now, uh, rereading his book. Uh, what a what a guy! I mean, uh, I, I I am very fortunate to have been able to get an autograph picture from Hal, and uh, you know and he's he's just such a gentleman and. You know he gives he gives uh, everybody uh, credit every every drummer on the planet you know he says i that's that's what uh what inspires me i, I listen to you guys uh meaning uh, drummers in in general uh and that's what what inspires me and what a cool
0: thing. To, yeah you know, wow well i mean you know wow. how, how many top 40 records did he play on i mean i i want to say it was like probably north of 500 i mean th- yeah pretty darn close you know um so i you know you're listening to that stuff and how was you know an exercise in this is how you lay down a drum track for a hit that's all i do all day long every day Yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, that had to be ingrained in you a little bit
1: well, I, I I I would I would say that 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 theory, yeah, he's a lot better at it than I am, but uh uh, uh that that theory uh when you when you when you're playing something and uh, and it, it, there's a melody that has a certain tempo, there's a melody that has a certain chord progression that that needs a little love and uh and uh and, and you know it's it's right in front of you it's right in front of you and you, you know, a lot of guys will rip their hair out and what am I going to put in here and just close your eyes and and uh, and and play it without thinking about it and uh that's a good way to practice
0: yeah i i would agree with that and you know i mean i think the other thing that that a lot of times gets glossed over especially in in the CCR catalog you know it is the fact that you and Stu, <laughs> you know, I, and I don't know if it was just you guys were meant to play together or if it's something you <laughs> learned to do together or, or what, but, you know, I would, I, I'm going to go on record right now and say one of the top five rhythm sections of all time, in my opinion, because you guys mm-hmm. did exactly what the song needed and you worked together as a unit to get it done. Well, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. But I mean it. I mean, if if you need a rhythm section to come in and give the song exactly what it needs and make it concrete and groovy and danceable and all that stuff, Stu and Doug are your guys. That's my opinion. Wow. You know.
1: Well, it's just, I'll say it's a labor of love. It's, it's you know, it's what we've done since we were 13 years of age. and And, you know, we... We uh, learn to play our instruments together and learn to record at the same time together as a unit. That means all four of us, uh, you know. And of course, the you know the rhythm section has its its uh, uh, its particular end uh, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's and at the end of the, the day, what what you have is an, an, a solid house with a solid foundation and then all the way up to the, to the top, to the roof or to the lead vocal. Uh, however you want to, you know, you, uh, um, work it out, so to speak. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to, I had, had a thought there that, uh, uh, it, it's gone that, that, that happens when you when you're 74 years old uh, be, be ready for it when it comes but.
0: well it, it happens to me at 42 so I you know I, <laughs> I, I'm I'm already there I'm catching up um I, you know the, the other thing that I think is, is that sometimes gets missed when people talk about you know drumming and, and making these great records and all that stuff people don't remember how much you guys were on the road in support of these things, you know, and I can only imagine that in the late sixties, early seventies, it probably wasn't as comfortable as it is today to be on the road, 150, 200 nights a year. What was, you know, what was it like to tour with CCR back in the day? Well, um, we uh uh spent uh, we we
1: didn't uh make a lot of money playing uh live, but what we what we did do is we put a lot of lot of uh, good ideas into the bank uh we would uh, have sweets we'd I'd get a bunch of sweets and in the middle uh, would be the what we call the party suite and uh after a show uh, after we got back from the venue. Uh, all the guys, the guitar players, had acoustic guitars, and uh, I had a little practice pad uh, set up with the the, you know, the four piece drum set and a hi hat, and we would play acoustically. Of course, you couldn't couldn't play electric guitars in in the hotel at midnight. Or at any time, really, for that matter. So anyway, we would go in and play, and, and a lot of the times we would play old old country standards, and you know, play uh, s- songs that we played uh, in the clubs. Uh, but a, a lot of t- a lot of ideas would come out of those sessions. So so when when we finished our our set, our hour set, we didn't play very long. Uh, uh, you know, in, in the in the public part of the of the deal, but. Uh, we would play for three, four hours, you know, in the in the room, in the party room after the show. Wow. So, uh, you know, that's uh, you know, I've, I sometimes forget about that, but that some some really cool stuff kind of, uh, has come out of those uh, those sessions, if you will.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it sounds like that that you guys were, you know, just workaholics for lack of a better well, term. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right.
0: Well, and, and I mean, obviously, you know, the results speak for themselves, you know, just millions upon millions of records sold, you know, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I, you know, I, and look, I don't want to put you on the spot, Doug, but, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're 74 years old. Do you ever stop and say, what is my legacy? What am I leaving behind? Or are you just too busy to think in those terms?
1: Um, more so now than, than, uh, than before, uh, you know, as, as uh, you, you go from being a young guy to, a to a older gentleman, shall we say, (laughs) just covering my ass there. (laughs) Uh, but, But, uh, yeah, I, I think especially now that, you know, the the retirement the r word is is out there you know uh i'm not gonna not be involved with music i'm going from the uh performance side to the creative side i've got a, a publishing company and i've got a, a several albums worth of material and i'm gonna have an album out next year as a matter of fact uh, so uh, watch out for that one yeah, absolutely uh, when it comes down the pike uh but uh yeah as you know you just in general life in general you know you look i got grandchildren i've got you know uh i've got a ki- a kid who's 51 50 years old you know yeah. uh, so uh yeah the legacy uh the the, the way i i have sort of uh, Figure that one out is when I go to the grocery store and I'm in there buying some beets or who knows what, <laughs> and I hear one of the songs come on the radio. I go, you know, um, our 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 uh, wish and dream when we were 13 years of age was to someday have our songs played on the radio. Yeah. Well, they've been playing them for 50 years, so uh, <laughs> that part of it's correct. And then to be able to have fans. Multi, multi-generational fans—that's uh, kind of another part that you know go, goes along with with that radio play. There are, are so many uh, age groups uh, uh, and/or and or slash generations that uh, are in our you know in the club in the Credence Club. So, uh, you know, pop medium is the, the the toughest test is that. The, the test of time so in, in terms of the legacy i think it's in place pretty well uh, uh and and to your point uh as i go down the uh, memory lane uh uh i i'm, I'm focusing more on 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 the, the good things the fun things you know the, the little silly things that happen uh throughout the, the journey and uh, try to to uh uh, leave the, the dark side be- behind. And uh, it's kind of hard to do that with the, with the star Wars movie coming out I am your father.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. You <know. laughs> well, uh, you know, and I think it's been well publicized that, you know, the, the business hurts relationships. Let, let's just say that, you know, I, I and yeah. I, you know, and I don't want to get into that. I really don't, but you know, things happened, and, you know, let's just say this, um, you and Stu carried on and you've left another legacy with a second project. You know, I mean, there are great, you know, revisited recordings that are out there, a great live album. And, you know, I, my wife and I talk sometimes and, you know, I, I will never be, uh, you know, at the caliber of, of musician you know, where I can say, well, I've got, you know, seven multi-platinum records or anything like that. And that's okay. But nobody ever remembers our live shows. You know, nobody, <laughs> I, I think what I'm getting at is what you've recorded and committed to tape or hard drive or whatever the case may be, that stuff sticks around forever. And as you said, the catalog of stuff that CCR did is now still being played 50 years later. What does that say about the music? I mean, is it just timeless? Is, is that the way you would describe it?
1: Uh, yes, uh, that's I and mean, I've okay. heard it uh, described that way by a, a lot of different individuals, people uh, from all walks of life. Uh, I hear that a lot. in you know, after a show, you're meeting you know, some some fans, and you're you're chatting with them. You know, you, this music is timeless. I, hmm. I, I I may beg to differ with you on that because I'm not. I'm a drummer, so there is time in there. And, you know, I'm always, I've always got a joke for some. You know, I'm sort of famous for that. Yeah. And and the within the band, but you know, it, it, it's you shake your head. You know, you, to be part of something that has had a positive. Uh, Impact on millions of people's lives all over the world. Uh, people that don't even speak English, you know, uh, yeah. have, have a, a connection. Uh, a fe- you know, uh, the feeling of this music is is real. I mean, it's you know, it's our heart and soul, <clears throat> uh, and, and and carefully uh, uh, loved and and uh, uh, worked. Uh, and, and it took a long time 10 years for us to have our first hit but uh you know we stayed true to a genre and uh, sometimes that's a little hard when you know everybody else is playing something different and, and they're laughing at you <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, but uh, in the long run you know it it really paid off in in terms of you know we were right you know we were right you know and all those all those people look all this Boy Scouts of rock and roll or whatever, you know, um, The Last Laugh is a pretty good
0: one. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, you know, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to put too fine a point on this, but, you know, I've heard Credence uh, described as Southern rock, as Bayou rock, as, you know, boogie rock. (laughs) I mean, seriously, I think to each individual listeners, they may say this song is blank, this song is a blank song, right? And they put in whatever adjective they want to use. Um, You know, but I think that's what makes music, you know, as we say, timeless, is that it's so many different things to different people. And, you know, I, I joked with you the last time, you know, how did a bunch of kids from the Bay Area, you know, write so many great by you type songs. You know, I mean, everybody, a, a lot of people still think you guys are from Louisiana for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> true enough. You, you know, that's true. Um, well, we were good. We were good listeners. You know, we listened to the
1: well, the way I look, people say call us. You know, all the the, uh, the, the expletives that you went just did. Uh, from, uh, Bayou Rock, it's Bayou Rockets, Southern Rockets, uh, whatever. Uh, it's roots American music. So there's country in there, but it's roots country. It's it's Bakersfield. It's Buck Owens, yeah, and Merle Haggard. Uh, it's R and B, rhythm and blues. Uh, Howlin' Wolf and, and uh, you know, on and on and on and on. James Brown, all the all the the, the great ones. The, that, that's roots American music. Uh, the jazz fits in there somewhere, but uh, so that's just not our thing. But it, it, it's roots music, and and we we tried to keep keep the the root of that music uh, as, uh, you know, the, the, the guide, the guiding light for what we were going to do. And we, we find that, you know, simplification, uh, uh, and, and really making each note count, I, I, I suppose, uh, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, and, and, it's, you know, and it really works, but you have to be totally committed to it. I mean, totally committed to it. 10 years is a, is a real commitment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well,
1: I, it, oh, if I may, I want to. There's one 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 thing I, I do want to bring up uh, about the rhythm section. Don't forget old Tom Fogarty in there. He oh, I know. Great rhythm guitar. Yeah, and, and didn't didn't get any credit for it. And uh, you know, he Tom was uh, uh, always always there and and had great great uh, ideas and uh, and kept a nice a nice. Uh, Rhythm guitar in, in in the mix, so without don't a doubt. forget old Tom.
0: No, no, I, I, and you know, I, I I will never forget Tom. Um, it, you know, it's just the four of you guys were such a unit. But you know, you talked about American roots music, and I, I want to go down just a, a rabbit hole real quickly with you. You know, the the big thing now there's this resurgence of roots music and you know the the industry calls it americana right and yeah. <laughs> for about the last you know I, I, dare i say 10 years maybe 15 that's been a real hot thing do you hear some of that new stuff that comes out and and think in the back of your mind wow this guy or girl really listened to a lot of ccr as a child i mean do you ever have those moments
1: You know, uh, I never, I don't really think that I've thought about it, uh, much, uh, that that way. Usually if it's something different, I'm listening to to see what ideas they, they, they come up with. So I'm listening from a different, I'm listening from the back door, shall we say?
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, who are some of the artists that you listen to younger artists? What, what, is you know what's a a typical day for you do you listen to older music or do you listen to all music what what is your lifeblood these days
1: well a a lot of uh, you know a
0: lot of different uh, music uh
1: if it's good it's good i mean you know that i guess is the bottom line i love classical music as well and there are certain times uh, that uh, it's very comforting uh and uh but uh you know you uh, I, it's pretty hard to beat uh the the, the uh, late 60s early 70s for me uh not not because uh, we are in there but there, because there are so many great bands that were in there uh bands that would not be forgotten if they weren't on the charts so uh, <laughs> so to know. speak right <laughs> uh, yeah so uh you know the there you know, country, uh, depending on on wh- where it's at. Now, I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, uh, country artists slipping uh, into into the rap zone or their their version of it, uh, which uh, I find very interesting. You know, Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, music is uh, many things and. Uh, we, we just picked a genre for us that, that we uh, I would say are pretty close to mastered' uh, you know you never uh, really truly uh, finish it uh, uh, or, or, or complete the cycle unless, unless you you know you're pushing daisies. so uh,
0: <laughs> that's a good point
1: try, keep, try to keep an open mind but there, there, I find a, a, a real I hate to hate to say it, but, uh, there, there's some pretty boring stuff that's out there that's new. And, uh, you know, I try to listen to some of it and, and, and see where it's going. And, and I, I, I you know, I don't hear the, I don't hear or feel a heartbeat and, you know, that's, that's a little, you know, disconcerting, but, uh, At the same time, there's always those those lulls, you know, where where something's going to hit and it's going to, you know, take off, and uh, and it's going to be a good ride for 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 a while. And then, you know, the next next cycle will happen. We're we're kind of in that valley of fatigue for me, for a lot of for a lot of what's happening pop wise. Certainly,
0: yes, I I agree. And you know, this is a business that is. Um, you know, I mean, you said it very well. It's notorious for the next big thing comes along and then everybody emulates that next big thing. Right. right. And um, I, I think we're due for, you know, that seismic shift in, you know, popular music and rock music and. Um, it's just a different game now. I mean, it really is. You know, it used to be all about the album and getting out and selling albums. Now it's about, you know, you do the album and hope people stream it on the internet or whatever. And you make all your money from touring, you know? So it's, it's completely different than it was, you know, even 25, 30 years ago. Um, And we are due for a change. No doubt about it.
1: Well, you know, the, the, you're not gonna make any money with streaming. It's, an unf- you know, and, and as technology changes, uh, I find this to be true. Usually the quality of the music t- takes a hit uh, for uh, uh, the, the, uh, the record company or whomever uh, to, to be, has a new way or a quicker way or a more expedient way to sell, sell something instead of you know this is going to make it sound better and that's the driving force that it should be yeah and uh you know and it's always been that way and, but you know, poor the poor artists. You know, uh, I, I've never understood why people think they should get their music free. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, would you go to work uh, forty hours a week, fifty hours a week, and at the end of that week come up and say, you know, I I I, I I'm I'm volunteering my my uh, my resources and <laughs> my 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 gifts. For for everyone to take and take away from me and leave me leave me with no no uh, groceries you know it's it's, yeah. it's tough out there yeah it, I I would not want to be out there now
0: well it it is tough
1: as a new new artist
0: yeah it, it's it's extremely difficult and you know not only the getting your music into people's hands. Um, You know, there's a long running joke on the show about, you know, certain bars, clubs, whatever you want to say, they're paying the exact same thing for an artist to come do a gig today that they were paying in the early 70s. And when you think about that, it's because somebody else will go play that gig for whatever amount of money the the club or the bar throws at them. They can always get a band for a 100 bucks, 200 bucks and you know if you say well we need a thousand to play there saturday night they're like yeah we'll pass (laughs) you know it's real real simple i'll get somebody else and how you know and
1: you know as as the the the, uh the venues shrink and 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 they do uh because now you know you, you used to be able to make make a living uh uh you know selling selling records not streaming records and there used to be record stores where it was you could go down and to see the art that was involved in the covers our our first album uh, the art worked on on the first uh credence album my wife did and uh two years ago i think uh got into the de young museum and <laughs> yeah to see how about that you know that's pretty cool
0: well it's an and, afterthought uh, now album art is just an afterthought i mean it's just like, oh yeah, yeah we yeah. we need a cover okay that looks cool let's do it
1: <laughs> you know it's and, and how many people will see that cover maybe 10 percent of the people that it, buy that,
0: that it, music that's exactly right you know so times maybe, are di- maybe yeah maybe if you're lucky so times are definitely different there's there's no doubt about it um Doug, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I want to thank you once again for for coming back and revisiting with us here on the Drum Shuffle. Um, it's just been such an honor and a privilege to get to talk to you a few times and for you to share your drumming journey and stories with all of us. Um, it just means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to our listeners as well, because, you know, you, you were in arguably one of the biggest bands in history, and you guys had such a prolific output. But I do want to say right now, you said you will have a new album next year. Please come back and talk to us about that once it hits the streets. Will you do that?
1: I will absolutely do that.
0: Well, I I certainly appreciate it. Um, Doug, I'll give you the final word. Anything you want to share with our listeners out there? Any good advice or uh, a funny story? Whatever you want. You get the last word here.
1: Well uh for for, for all my drummer brothers and sisters out there and 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 the 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 world uh you know god bless us because there's only one of us and we've got all these guitar players to deal with <laughs> holy
0: crap <laughs> uh, that is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, but it's it's so true. It really tongue in is. cheek, of
1: course, of course tongue in cheek. But yes. you know, there's always a little light of truth in and all of that. Uh, but uh, no, I've 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 you know, I've been fortunate to uh, be uh, in, involved with guys that are really uh, really talented and and uh, and uh, you know, uh, so for so many years and uh, to be able to work and and uh and and play uh uh music with with the the great players that I've been surrounded with it, it's uh, it's uh it's an honor for me to yeah uh, uh up on that you know and, uh, and on, on that stage not not too much longer i might <laughs> but you know i'll still uh i'll be doing a lot of writing uh, as I said, uh, you know, I'll go from the the uh, performance side to the creative side again, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, uh, I, uh, the road is a is a, can be a pretty pretty brutal thing, and uh, my body is, is a combination from you know, playing a style and a, a drums, and uh, and then doing all the traveling. Uh, i i won't miss the traveling I'll, I'll miss the uh the shows of course that's always the you know the 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 plum and uh i'll miss the fans and and um, the the boys and the band and, uh, and and all those things but i'll i'll, I'll have the you know thanks to to you uh uh, for doing what you're doing because uh, you're, uh, you know, we're getting the word out to our, our, as I said, our brother, brothers and sisters that play, play on the skins and, uh, and take the butt of, of jokes from, from guys <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that have stringed instruments, so we say, but it's, you know, it's all part of it. You know, it's, 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 it's all part of it. It's, just, it's, it's fun. Uh, and um, I, I will miss it, but I, I'm, I'm ready for a, a change and, and uh, I also have some some grandkids. I need to spend some more time with. I missed a lot of birthdays over the years, yeah. uh, uh, and, and uh, my wife will be happy to have me around. I think. Uh, <laughs> so, well, well uh, I, I, I'll yeah.
0: interject at this point that if you go back out on the road next year, we'll know that she wasn't really happy to have you around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Amen brother <laughs> So so we'll, we will we uh, will hope for the best there But Doug I, I, again I just want to thank you so much for doing this And you guys uh, enjoy the last few shows with Revisited And uh, I, I look forward to having you back when you get your record together next year uh, I can't wait to hear it honestly I, I think um, we'll be glad to, to shed some light on that on this program anytime you'd like sir
1: well, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'll, what I'll do. Um, if you promise, uh, not because it's not out and, uh, um, uh, I'll send you a copy of it, but it's for your, your ears only. I mean, you can play it for, for people if you want to, want to do that, but you know, uh, not, not on the air oh, or anything okay. like that. Well, and I, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do that very often, uh, Quite, quite frankly, but uh, I, I know that you're sincere in your, uh, your appreciation for what I do. And, and uh, uh, you know, this is something when, it's old. I mean, it's stuff that I've, I've done a long time ago that I found, um, and uh, that's when I could sing, and, uh, and that's when I was doing a lot of writing. I'm the writer or co-writer on all 11 songs. And, uh, you know, and, and there's some pretty good grooves, uh, uh, drumming things, uh, that, that, uh, will, will su- probably su- surprise you. Um, yeah, because I, 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 you know, I, I was stepping out w- with this thing, doing some things that, you know, uh, having fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you and I appreciate that. And, uh, that will give me the opportunity to, to know what to ask about when we get you back once it's released, right? Right.
1: That's right. What's your address? Uh, I,
0: I'll, I'll get that to you when we wrap up the interview. I'll, I'll tell you oh, okay. exactly where to where to send that to. I don't, I don't want the angry mobs with torches and pitchforks showing up here. So.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we don't want that.
0: <laughs> so, Doug, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon, okay? Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right, guys and girls, that's going to wrap up episode 84 of the Drum Shuffle. Uh, What an absolute honor for me to be able to uh, have Doug Clifford back on the show. Um, And as you heard there kind of towards the end, he offered to send me His new as of yet unreleased record, and uh, I'm a man of my word, I'm not going to give too much away here, but uh, we've talked a few times since the interview and I have received that and wow, man, let me just tell you, I knew Doug Clifford could sing, I did not know he could sing like that. Uh, So keep your ears peeled because we will absolutely have Doug back to talk about this fantastic record. When he is ready to put that out on the street, I can't thank each of you enough for tuning in each and every week to the show. We simply can't do it without each and every one of you. As always, I'm going to ask you to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you use to listen in. Uh, we do answer every single email that we receive here at the Drum Shuffle. The Drum Shuffle Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. TheDrumShuffle.com is our website and of course you can always find more information on me over at JamieEads.com. While you're there, click on those social media links, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We do try to be active on social media throughout the week. You can follow us in those spots as well. Also, every single episode of the Drum Shuffle is available on YouTube. My channel is Jamie Eads Drummer, so you can always check it out over at YouTube as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I just simply can't do it without each and every one of you. Many, many thanks to my guest, Doug Clifford, for coming back on the show. So until next time, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers, everybody.